shame. Nah, in the rap game. Only for the money and the fame. Extra large? It's a shame. Oh, in the rap game. Only for the money and the fame. Paparazzi. Sawadee Kaab and welcome to another episode here for the Fun Report. Thanks to Exhibit for this intro. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, I've been on a, on a, on a, I don't know, on a journey back in time uh, when it comes to, to music and listening to some of the music that I've been listening to this past few weeks. Um, it's things I do you I do a lot when I when I'm sick or not feeling well or I don't know mental health breakdowns relationship issues and whatnot. Uh, so then I listen to stuff that I used to listen to when I was a kid or a teenager, and I just happened to stumble upon my old exhibit uh, single album playlist. Uh, yeah, so thanks exhibit, good old times, extra large. Thanks, thanks exhibit. Uh, good old times. Um, so yeah, welcome back to another episode here for the Funkit Pod. It's the end of June already, the end of June 2022. And so many things are happening. So many things are the same. Um, it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy how life goes <laughs> and what, what's happening in the media, in life, in politics, everywhere. Um, speaking of life, though, before we jump into um, the, 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 the topics again, um, I've been, now, now here, real talk, I've been on back on dating apps for a few weeks now, and let me take a sip before I continue my, my story. And oh my God, it's so annoying. People, for those who are also on dating apps, why, why do you... Uh, why do you bullshit so much on dating apps? It's so, it's so annoying. I don't even want to write back. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm swiping left on like 80% of the people anyways. And then one, if I don't swipe left on someone and then it's just all like this, this, oh, I'm this BS. I'm so over, I'm so over. Hey, where are you from? What's your job? Yeah, I know you've got to get to know each other somehow, but. Oh, it's so boring. It's so annoying. Oh my god. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's so. It's just really, really. Uh, let me know how you feel. How how do you how do you keep doing this? Like those people who are out there, like active on the on 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 the apps, on dating apps. How how do you keep doing this? How do you keep keep your motivation? Because every time I open it and I'm looking, I'm like, oh god. I mean, not that I don't get any matches. <laughs> I mean, look at me, but um, <laughs> maybe I'm too arrogant for those dating apps. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's 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 just really, really, really annoying. Like, oh my god! Uh, let me know, like, if you have any 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 advice, any tips, like how to make dating apps work. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thankful or happy to listen to anything because it's just really boring. It's really boring. Um, what else? Yeah, I've 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 been sick again too. I don't know if it's been another COVID strain or not. Um, been sick for a week. Um, started with headache. Uh, then, yeah, sore throat, coughing for like four or five days straight, like really bad cough, actually. Um, today, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling much better. Um, my COVID test right now is negative. I'm just going to say, of course, I tested every day. Um, 
Yeah, but I haven't. I've been sick so many times this year. It's crazy. Usually, God, I sound like an old person. Yes, I've never been sick that many times before in my life. Um, yeah, but this time this year, I've been sick quite a lot, and I don't like it. What about you? Is it just me? Do you also get sick more often, more frequently? Do you get sick more easily? Is it just, I don't know, is it like that I'm sad and back on dating apps I'm getting sick all the time? Is it age? And if it's age, don't tell me that it's age. So yeah, that's that's been my life this past, though, this past one or two weeks. Um, being de being Being depressed on dating apps and being depressed while being sick at home. Okay, but now enough with the depression. Let's jump into a few of the topics that we want to discuss this, this week. And actually, I just finished watching um, AW Forbidden Door. So wrestling corner. So I just finished watching Forbidden Door. And I have to, I gotta say, I had zero expectations going into Forbidden Door. And maybe that's why it really surprised me. And it really got me really excited. It was really cool. Uh, I'm not going to talk about every single match because there have been like a thousand on, on, on a three or four hour show, however long it was. Um, but it kicked off with like the, the main card kicked off with uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, like Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and Minoru Suzuki, who is like, even if you're not a, a, a hardcore New Japan fan, I mean, you know Minoru Suzuki as well. If you see his face, and the shaven head, uh, you know Minoru Suzuki. So it's kind of cool. I mean, he's he's a hundred years old, but it's still kind of cool to see him, of course. Uh, they took on Eddie Kingston, Vila Yuta, and Shota Umino. And, and Shota Umino, I think, the, one of the next big stars from Japan. And of course, uh, not like a big oracle here. Everybody knows that. Uh, it was a fun back and forth, really intense match. I really liked that. It was That was pretty cool. Um, I also liked that in the end, uh, how, how, um, they isolated Shoto Umino and just to take them, take home the victory, uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, of course, with desperate means in between, like using, like Ty Conti was using the baseball bat and so on. So that all makes sense. Um, cause they're the bad guys, obviously. Uh, while I have, cat hair in my face um so it, make, it makes sense i like the storytelling here um because of course chris jericho is, is not a nice guy right now and so that all makes sense and afterwards like a little bit later they they ran into a short domino in uh, backstage and chris jericho was like yeah you really want my respect blah blah and then distracting him and then a fireball to his face because chris jericho is the wizard and I like that Chris Jericho can make gimmicks work even for their stupid, the list. And now, now, of course, also like the wizard. And he can make it work, and it's great. And I appreciate that. So good job, Chris Chris Jericho. Sammy Guevara still despicable as always. Uh, Ty Conti also really growing into that, into that heel role. So cheers to those. Congratulations. Well done. Mm. What else do we have? We had the, the winner-takes-all tag team match right between F FTR Ropongi Wise, Ropongi, Ropongi Wise, and uh, United Empire. Um, man, it's just cool to see Trent Barretta, um and Rocky Romero as Ropongi Wise, and not just as like the, the laughing stock, like best friends stuff, 
Um, Roppongi Vice was really cool. Uh, like while I was while I was into like this new Japan stuff, uh, Roppongi Vice was there. That was pretty cool. So it was nice to see them again as Roppongi Vice. FTR uh, early on battling um, issues, of course, with Cash Dax, one of those guys having to go to the back, uh, being injured. Uh, so they left like only one of those and then United Empire just running wild for a while. Then the second one came back, uh, hot tag. And then the, the, the finishing sequence was pretty cool with Roppongi Wise hitting the finisher. Uh, Rocky Romero, oh no, uh, Trent Barretta running wild, but then running right into the Shatter Machine. Are they calling the Shatter Machine? FTR. And then in the FTR finisher. Was pretty, that was pretty, pretty sweet, pretty smooth. Uh, so yeah, nice, great storytelling there. Um, facing problems early on, returning, getting the pop. Uh, the crowd was wild, was crazy behind FTR. So congratulations. Um, that made sense. And now they are ROH and New Japan World Tag Team Champions. So congratulations to FTR. <laughs> Uh, good job. Uh, storytelling, also good job here. Um, wild ride, hero's journey. Congratulations. Mm. We also had uh, the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo versus the newest iteration of Dudes with Attitudes, uh, Sting, Darby, Allen, uh, and Shingo. Shingo. Um, there was also the, the 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 start was fun, right? Like with with Sting like coming out of nowhere, taking out the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. Um, then it was a nice back and forth. It was it was nice that the Young Bucks then single out Sting for a little bit because then you feel more emotions. Like oh my god, I got I gotta hit the BDE trigger on Sting ah, and then like a triple super kick to Sting and and those things. So that that made you feel a lot because it's Sting, it's the icon. Uh, but then uh, Shingo keeping the the the, the, the team in uh, in the game basically, and then defeating El Fantasmo at the end. Um, it was also a nice ride. It didn't mean anything much, uh, but it was a nice ride. Like up and down, you felt a lot. Again, the hero's journey. Can they pull it off? Oh my God, they're gonna isolate Sting. Oh no, Sting is. Oh no, Darby is out. But then Shingo um, stayed in there to then eventually pick up the victory over El Fantasmo so that the Young Bucks didn't have to, to didn't have to lose basically. Um, yeah, that, that was fun. No real implications, I think. Um, but a fun match nevertheless. Also fun. Kinda was Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. But I expected it to be more intriguing intense i'm not sure and then the finish i mean it was all about like respect and all those things and two girls two women i'm sorry fighting hard um and having similar upbringings in in new, in, in new japan as well um but then thunder rosa hitting hitting the the dustin the dustin the dustin Rhodes finisher basically was nice for hardcore fans but i don't think it did it did that much for the casual fan. And I think that's the ones that they really need to get on board when it comes to the women's division, uh, especially with Tony Storm now. I mean, Tony Storm is so marketable. Nothing against Thunder Rosa. 
lo siento. But uh, Tony Storm is, I think Tony Storm is like more popular face. So it would be maybe easier to build a women's division around her and market the women's division a little bit more. But maybe they're just waiting a little bit longer to pull, pull the trigger there. Um, then one of my favorite matches, and yeah, call me Spot Monkey, call me what you want, I don't care. Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. It was fantastic. It was just great because, of course, Orange Cassidy does his thing, his shtick first, but then also in those matches, he's, he figures, he finds a way to stay in the match, to frustrate your opponent, and then also to pull off like really cool moves with hands in pocket and all, 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 all that. It was, it was fantastic. Counter over counter, like pinning maneuver, predicaments, uh, high flying action, uh, First, of course, Osprey clear and control, then Orange Cassidy battling back. Again, like great hero's journey following Orange Cassidy. You're like, yeah, can he pull it off? Yes, he can pull it off. Oh my God. Near fall, near fall, near fall. Then Osprey gets the upper hand again. Then near fall again, near fall. Finisher Osprey, near fall. Finisher Osprey, near fall. Finisher. And you think, oh my God, he's not going to put him away. And then he hits like two or three finishing maneuvers in a row. And then he puts away Orange Cassidy. Fantastic. Fantastic. It was so much fun. Um, congratulations to both. That was great. And then, of course, the United Empire with the beatdown on Orange Cassidy in, in the end. The um, Aussie Open joining in, who also interfered during the match, of course. And then who comes down, who comes out to save the day? Shibata! Cool. The storytelling is so easy in wrestling. There you go. Who said Taz? I don't commentary. I believe that he said like there was a guy in the in the crowd who had a sign that said, "If I hear Shibata's music, I'm gonna cry." And then Taz was like, "Someone give him give him a Kleenex tissue." Um, yeah, that was fantastic. Perfect. And this this sets up, of course, the future clashes between Shibata and uh, and Osprey. And then in the end, Orange Cassidy and Shibata in the ring. Orange Cassidy puts the glass on Shibata. Um, quick pose together. That's how you do it. Yes, that was fun. That was great. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, AW. Thank you, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good job. Also a good job. Speaking of good jobs, um, well, not necessarily with the title, the All-Atlantic Championship. How many more championships do you need, um, AW? Tony Khan, it's enough. Tony, it's enough. But the match was cool. We had Pac, we had Miro, uh, we had Malachi Black, and we had, what's his name, Clark Connors, or whatever, <laughs> uh, who ran wild, like, for a while. That was fantastic. Uh, he, he had, like, this, those five minutes of steam where he just speared everybody into oblivion. It was fantastic. Um, but then, of course, you had the, the story of Miro, the Redeemer, like just being the, the, the strong dude that killed everybody. You had Michael Black with his kickboxing. You had Pack being the bastard, like being the one that utilizes every possible moment. Uh, it was just awesome. Uh, you, you thought Miro had it for a moment when he, when he, um, locked in the game over on Pack, but then, uh, Malachi Black with the mist on Miro that took out Miro and then eventually uh, it was packed that would uh, survive and would actually then pin Clark Connors what's his name? 
after a black arrow um yeah that was a great that was also a great back and forth they had some really decent chemistry in there some really nice moves everybody could show their finishing maneuvers or, or their their high impact moves which was nice and yeah pack definitely definitely deserves to win it's like kind of they made this title just for pack <laughs> like finally pack holds the title so congratulations uh, uh pack that was fun the story i mean yeah it wasn't that hard to follow the the kind of baby face guy kind of um survives yeah congratulations nice well done like four man action yeah not bad it wasn't like it wasn't as awesome as osprey versus versus uh, orange cassidy but it's hard with like four people right because you know you know the formulas of like four four man matches but therefore giving for what it was it was cool um then we had sack sack saber jr versus a mystery opponent and I, I gotta say, I also lost it, just like the crowd. I didn't yell because I was in public when I was watching it. I was watching it like while I, while I was having lunch outside. Um, but when the Swiss flag appeared, because I'm not I'm not a hardcore noob. Sorry, I didn't re- I didn't recognize the the, the 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 music right away. But when the Swiss flag appeared on the Titan Tron, uh, I, I I started smiling. I'm not gonna lie, I started smiling, and then Claudio came out. And I was like, I was just smiling all the way he was to the ring. I was just like, yeah, that is cool. That is so cool. And then, the, of course, the people are all behind him. He's wearing the Blackpool Combat Club jacket. So that's fantastic, of course. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Vila Yuta, like a homegrown talent. And now Claudio Castagnoli in the Blackpool Combat Club. It's pretty awesome. And the the bell rings. He sprints across the ring, hits an uppercut, hits the neutralizer, and so close on taking out a Sex Saber Junior right in the beginning. And just he Sex Sex Saber Junior rolls out of the ring, and Claudio's just smiling like, "Well, I gotta, I had to try." Awesome. And then a nice back and forth, like Claudio with the power moves, of course, Sex Saber Junior with the with the submission moves. Um, that was pretty cool. In the end, it's yeah, you had to give Claudio the win in the. In his debut, of course, but that was fantastic. It was lots of fun, lots of technical wrestling, lots of power moves from Claudio in between two. Uh, the stuff that the, the his WWE fans um, liked from him, but then also the technical stuff that you liked if you knew him before already. Uh, so that was pretty cool. The story here, of course, Claudio uh, debuting, um, powering through, overpowering Sex Table Junior. Sex Table Junior didn't know who he was preparing for, so that's all fair. So congratulations to Claudio. Gonna be interesting in Blood and Guts because he's at the Blackpool Combat Club, of course, and Eddie Kingston obviously doesn't like Brian Nelson nor Claudio Castagnoli. Um, then we, we still had the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship with the champion Jay White with Hangman Adam Page um, with Kazuchika Okada and Adam Cole, baby. That was that was decent. That was fun. It was smart. First the heels roll out and then they attack the baby face from behind and so on. All made sense. Um, until the finish. Because the finish then Jay White hit the sling blade on Okada. 
and then was just pushed him out of the out of the way and then just rolled over to Adam Cole and pinned Adam Cole, uh, who was just lying there, who was hurt. Weird anticlimactic finish. The commentary even called it anticlimactic. Um, that was kind of weird. And maybe it's because I know Adam Cole got hurt again or something. I'm not sure, but it was a weird, weird, weird finish that was anticlimactic and didn't really fit into the story. Like there was no, no real story being told. Also, Okada trying to hit the Rainmaker like 27 times and wasn't able to do it once. They only had like the one time when, when the camera panned out. Um, which was a bit sad. It should have given me at least like one, like hit a Rainmaker on, on Hangman or something. I don't know. A Hangman, a Rainmaker that doesn't matter, but at least you get the, you get the visual and the, the crowd goes home happy having seen the Rainmaker. So that was a bit, that was a bit weird. Um, yeah, and Jay, Jay White's style, it, it's not cool. It's not fun. I know that's what works in Japan because it's like it counters the Japanese style nicely. Um, it's just this hardcore style, but it's just, eh, not a big fan of Jay White. Maybe it's just also the New Zealand accent, New Zealand New Zealandian accent. Um, but yeah. Was a bit again the anticlimactic finish was just the worst thing here. So let's see where we go from here because maybe Adam Cole is injured again, uh, so he's going to be out for a while. Uh, I hope Okada gets gets a chance to retain the title again or get the title back. Um, Hangman, I don't even know like how Hangman talks his way into that. Um, doesn't like why are you in there? Um, yeah, I hope Okada gets a rematch and just takes his title back at some point. And then we had the main event, John Moxley versus Tanahashi. Um, and I just wrote down one thing on my notes that says blood. Of course, John Moxley was bleeding again because that's what John Moxley does. It was a hardcore back and forth, um, lots of suplexes, lots of elbows, lots of punching in the face. Um, and then in the end, it was John Moxley who took home the victory. So congratulations there. Sets up a nice, um, a nice confrontation with CM Punk down the road because it's the interim title until CM Punk is back. So, um, that makes sense that Moxley took it, of course. Um, otherwise they would have had to tour the AW title through Japan. So that makes sense in my opinion. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't as exciting as, I don't know, sec, sec, Saber Jr. or as Will Osprey, but I mean you never get this kind of match with John Moxley. So John Moxley is like all about intensity. Uh, so that that was what we got, and that was fine for what it was. I think overall, I did enjoy this way more than I expected it to enjoy. So well done, AEW. Congratulations. I don't think many new people, like new fans joined in simply because they don't know New Japan and they didn't, there was no buildup or anything to to this whole Forbidden Door thing. Um, but the event itself was great. So that was well done and I'm happy I watched it. So congratulations. Looking forward to Blood and Guts on Wednesday. It's just a, like a, a lot of like those special events to, to be honest though. All right. Let's see what we get from Blood and, from Blood and Guts then. Um, Blackpool Combat Club, gonna be cool. Uh, yeah, so let's move on from fake fighting to actual fighting. Um, we have UFC 276 just around the corner. We just had an intense UFC fight night this past weekend with Mateusz Gamrod 
um, etching out the victories from Kosovo, another European um, on the rise. He called out Justin Gaethje, which is kind of cool. Like, politely, it's like Justin Gaethje is the most violent guy in the division. I want to fight him. Cool. Nothing against that. All polite. It's going to be an interesting fight. Um, Justin Gaethje going to have has to wrestle in this fight if he takes it. So that would be that would be fun to see. Um, but yeah, so now, of course, all eyes towards UFC 276 with the main event of um, Israel Adesanya um, versus Jared Cannonier. <laughs> Jared Cannonier. Um, the story here, of course, is he being undefeated at 185 pounds, being on the way to becoming one-off slash the gold, um, at least in the division. He lapped everybody and now he's got a new first-time opponent, Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier clawed his way to the title shot, fought in heavyweight, fought a light heavyweight, and now he's, he's at 185 pounds and only lost once since um, being in that division, I believe. Um, it would be easy to, 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 to count out Jared Cannonier, so I think... Of course, he shouldn't do it. I think Izzy doesn't do that. Um, but the story here, of course, is still like, how can Izzy solidify his legacy? And will Jared Kennedy be able to shock the world, um, land, land, I don't know, something that, that takes Izzy out? Because let's be honest, no one expects Jared Kennedy to take home a decision victory. If you, if you think of Cannonier, being victorious, we'll probably think about him catching Izzy with some with some heavy hand because that's what Jared Kennedy does, like throwing heavy bombs. So let's let's see about this. Um, but that, that's the main story, right? So there's no hatred, there's no beef, there's no nothing between those. Um, so not that involved, just like legacy versus can someone get lucky. Uh, Coming event, we have Alexander the Great Volkanovsky versus Max Blessed Holloway. And the best is blessed. It's the best blessed. Every time we saw Max returning to, to the octagon after his loss to Volkanovsky, um, he added something new to, to, his, to his repertoire, to his arsenal. Let's see if he can do this again, like against Kevin Cater, like his boxing was out of the world, against Jay Rodriguez. He showed some fancy flying knees and stuff. Um, so let's see what, what Max has here this time. It just always seems like the Volkanovski has just a perfect game plan to counter whatever Max is doing. Just like the perfect corner. Like with Eugene Berman in the corner, they just seem to, to be like too well prepared to whatever Max throws at him. They can always adjust. And so I, I, I assume the same thing is going to happen once again. Here the story is, of course, can Max finally beat Volkanovski? Or can Volkanovski now close that chapter, Max Holloway, and move on, maybe move up like a weight division? By the way, this Cooking with Volk video that he did with Izzy together, even though it's just kangaroo burgers, or like just burgers, um, I think it did wonders for, for Volk, because now people uh, warming up more to him, they're liking him more, like the comments are super positive, like, hey, great idea, Cooking with Volk, so much fun, blah, blah. Um, good idea, good job, Volkanovski. Um, doing something different, not just breaking down fights on the, on a channel, but cooking because he likes to cook and cooking with other fighters. So why, why not? Hey, Snooze, my, if you're listening, my cat just walked into the frame. Hey, Snooze. Okay. 
I'm talking about UFC. We're going to watch this again on the weekend, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, this does wonders for Volkanovski. So congratulations. That was a good idea. I think he's going to win lots of fans with, with content like this. Okay. What else? Oh, we have uh, Sean Strickland versus um, versus Pereira. And Pereira, the guy that beat easy twice in kickboxing. That's a rocket to his back. Like I said, they're gonna gonna go slow, but if he beats Strickland, which is definitely possible because Strickland just likes to throw. So if he wants to throw with a huge, tall, lengthy kickboxer, that's, that, that could be difficult. So if Pereira wins, he's right there, number one contender. So not taking it slow. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 like cliche and it's like very outdated. Like a, the guy who beat Izzy twice, but at least you're gonna have a story. If Izzy wins against Cannonier and if Pereira wins against Strickland, at least you have a story that you can sell. And I think Izzy would, while Eugene Berman isn't like all about revenge and stuff, I think Izzy wouldn't mind to, because he mentioned he, he would he would like to put his fist through Pereira's head or something like this. So um. I think there's a story there, and then you can actually sell a really good story if, if that happens. But let's see that we have to have Izzy win, and we have to have um, Pereira win to make this happen. Maybe then they actually Jared Kennedy and John Strickland are gonna win, and then it's all a moo point, as Joey would say, like a cow's opinion. Um, we also have Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley um, story here. Sean O'Malley, first one ever fighting a ranked opponent. Um, will he be able to pull it off? To pull it off? Or is it too much? Um, Pedro Munoz is actually like a really good fighter, right? A well-known fighter. So this is going to be interesting. Um, is it the last? No, did O'Malley extend his contract already? I'm not sure anymore. But definitely the first ranked fighter that he's fighting. So this is going to be very interesting. And, um, but O'Malley, of course, way taller, reach advantage. So I expect it to look just like any other fight. And here the story is, of course, can O'Malley pull it off? Will he finally get like a, a number next to his name? Or is it too much? And will Pedro Munoz shut down the hype train? So that's the story here, I believe. Um, other events in MMA, one championship is still out for a while. Bellator is still doing terrible job promoting promoting events. Um, but they just had one, so I guess it's there's none this weekend. Um, PFL is still on, and we still have the final rounds of the of the regular season in PFL. And they're also telling no stories at all. There's nothing built. Like Kayla Harrison is going to fight this weekend again. And you don't know it. No one knows it. Like, it should be everywhere. Like, why is there no Kayla Harrison, whatever? She's facing, what's her name? Julia? What? Uh, crazy. Rory McDonald is fighting too. No one knows about it. Those are like two of the best fighters on the planet. And no one knows it. And we have Cooper the third, which is Cooper. <laughs> This could also be a fun, like at least on social media, you could you could have fun with that, like Cooper versus Cooper, uh, just just to, to joke around a little bit, just to get some traction. 
PFL isn't doing anything either. And P I like PFL. It's really cool. But come on. <sighs> PFL. Do more. You gotta do more. <sighs> okay, so that's the MA, the MA part of, 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 of this week. Um, yeah, as I'm about, like, I'm, I'm about storytelling and everything. So it's just like really sad that there's nothing like PFL, Bellator, BKFC, one championship. Yeah, they try sometimes, but nah. no one's really telling any stories. Like, it's hard to get invested. So, come on, man. Should be, it's just not that difficult. UFC is doing it perfectly with, even, even if there's no story, they still tell stories, but they embed it and stuff like this. It's like how the fighter overcomes obstacles and whatnot. Like about Jared Cannonier, like how he moved to from Alaska to to Phoenix and has his family there and all those things. So that gets me somehow invested. Like not that much, but somehow. So do something. All the other promotions out there, you've got to do something. If you need help, let me know. Because <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we teach at university. So if you need help storytelling, shout out. Okay, what else do we have? Well, since you just, if you watch the video, but if not, you just listen to me, um, complaining about my cat walking through the frame. Now she's sitting right behind the camera, um, looking out the window because there's a kindergarten close and there's some kids playing out there and there's a squirrel running around. And so we are looking at the squirrel right now. And don't, don't let it fuck with you. Okay, snooze. Okay. The other one is, I don't know where the other one is. So, um, cat life. Yeah, I, I, I cat proofed the balcony because rainy season is, is about to hit Thailand. Um, and then it's, it's, it rains a lot, um, like intense rain for like an hour or two hours or so. And if it's in the evening or in the morning, then I, I can take the cats out. Usually they go out, they walk, they walk on a leash and they run around and so on. So I just, Cat proofed the balcony with like a, a, a safety net, so to speak. Took way longer than expected. Yeah, Mr. DIY here. Uh, more power. If you don't know that, then you're too young. Um, and it's really nice. I mean, it doesn't look that great, but it's very thin, so it doesn't really bother me that much with the view but it's just nice that I can just open a balcony door and can, and can just let them run around and know they're not going to jump down like they're not going to try to jump after a, a squirrel or a bird or something um, they still try but they can't go past the, past the safety net so that's nice I still try to squeeze between the balcony railing and the safety net they squeeze in between um, but since I Secure it with, 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 with like um, zip ties and everything. They can push the net, but they can't go underneath or, or below the net. So that's that's fine. Uh, but they still try to find a way through. Joe, Breaking Bad here. Um, no prison break. It's prison. Those prison break cats. Um, then I just bought their favorite treat. It's like a jerky in this case it's fish jerky but they also like the the beef one or the chicken one um but um, in the supermarket they only had the beef one uh, the, the, the the fish one and it's so expensive it's ridiculous it used to be like 80 baht like thailand prices you can you can calculate if it's somewhere else and now it's 112 baht are you for like 80 gram or something 
I'm not going to buy that too often, but now I was just at the supermarket that has it because not many supermarkets have it anymore because it's so expensive. Um, but yeah, congratulations, girls. That's how much I care about you. I found a different different snack the other day, and I might just buy it again today, just so that I have it. Um, it's like 55 baht. It's from Vitakraft from Germany. Vitakraft, um, sehr gut. Um, Vitakraft. Um, so they like everything Vitakraft usually, but it's like the, 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 it's like sticks. And I haven't seen, I have to seen it like last week for the first time and I bought it. Also quite expensive, like 55 baht for like three small sticks. Um, but they liked it a lot. Like I took it out of the, out of the package and they just went nuts on it. Like both, both of the cats. So usually if I buy any food or treat and one cat likes this, the other one likes that. The Vitacraft stuff, they like both of it. So, and it's, this is not sponsored by Vitacraft. Unfortunately, Vitacraft, if you want to sponsor my podcast, Holler at your boy, um, holler at my cats. Um, but yeah, so they really like this brand and the food that they're making. Made in Germany, so hey. I am German living in Thailand and I buy German cat food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I what I do for my for my kids that just jumped up the closer. Enjoy being up there, snooze. Okay, that's enough cat life. Um we're going to go on a trip again soon. So I'm going to talk more about this then, I think. Uh, but uh, what else? Well, Thailand corner. There was a Thai anthem. Um, <laughs> the masks are gone. So the mask mandate, the outside mask mandate is gone. So if you walk around outside, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. When inside, depending then on where you are, you should still wear the mask. Um, schools say it's, it's voluntary. Um, in many places, some still require you to wear masks. Shopping malls said you should keep wearing masks, but then there are lots of foreigners who are like, no, it's not the law anymore. I don't wear the mask anymore. Um, public transport says you should still be wearing the mask. Again, there are like foreigners who are like, no, I don't want to wear the mask anymore. It's not the law. <laughs> um, I also don't wear the mask when I walk around outside anymore. But I have it in my pocket if I then if I have to use public transport if I go into a shop or a mall or whatever, um, just so that the people feel safer. We don't need to argue about whether or not it actually is safe or not. If it helps people to feel better, I'm not mad at doing it for now. I'm happy. I don't have to wear it outside anymore. That's great. I like that. Um, then apparently there's also one or two new strains here in Thailand. So there are some COVID ca cases increasing again. Uh, I think deaths are not, but we can see more COVID cases again happening as far as I've read the news. But I think that's everywhere the case right now. I think also the UK said like new high of like this new strain. So mm -hmm. now the traveling is easier starting in July. There will be no Thailand pass anymore. So it's going to be way easier to just come. It's almost like before you just need to show that you're vaccinated or you show a negative test um, within 20, 72 hours before, I think. And then you're good to come to Thailand. So yay, more tourists, economy. Let's boost it again. Nice. You can also see this by now um, that my university, like one of, we have two different campus. Um, one campus is close to tourist sites, temples and stuff. And I went there the other day. Um, and I just walked from the, the, the subway station to, to my university campus, which is like a 20 minute walk. And you pass like two temples 
And A, there are lots of tourists now out again, which is cool, but also lots of hustlers. <laughs> so it's almost back to normal, like tuk-tuks and taxis, like hustling the tourists, um, trying to sell stuff like, hey, my friend. Uh, so yeah, becoming, we're slowly getting back to normal, which is nice, which is good for the economy. I always wonder, should I intervene if I see like a tourist being, being hustled or should I not? Because like, you, should, you don't want to intervene in the, in, in, in the ecosystem. <laughs> it's like when you see like in nature, you see something happening, you shouldn't be intervening in the, in the ecosystem. So I feel like maybe I shouldn't be doing this, this either when I see tourists getting hustled. Um, cause everybody needs to get, everybody gets hustled at some point. I, I got hustled too, like this many, many a times, of course. Um, and then since early June, we have the legalization or the decriminalization of marijuana. Um, for medical purposes, and now you can buy weed basically everywhere for medical purposes, that is, of course. Um, which is kind of nice, because, of course, yeah, it, decriminalizing is a good idea. Um, now there are lots of shops everywhere, and the, the price is already dropping from, I think, 700 baht in the first to like, no, around 500 baht uh, per gram in the second or third week now. But it's also clear, of course, that this is a clear distraction move. Like it's always the case, right? When you're, when the government does one thing, they're distracting you from something else. So now it's like, there was like this cartoon and it's a cartoon. So I'm not saying it's the case, but the cartoon says, Hey, look at us. We're a cool dictatorship. We're not a dictatorship. We're like a democracy here. But, um, it's always the case. If the government allows one thing, they're distracting you from something else, right? It's like the, German government doing the same. My favorite example was during the World Cup in Germany in 2014, right? 2000, was it 2014? 2010? 2006. Damn, it's been a long time. Uh, World Cup in 2006, I believe. Oh, God, it's been a long time. Um, Everyone was like happy, oh my god, World Cup, yeah, who? And then while everyone was happy, they just increased the tax, for example. So that, that's always happening, things like this. So now people are like, hey, look, read, yeah, cool. Something else gonna happen for sure. Um, same thing gonna be in the, in, in the US, right? Talk, let's keep talking about politics and media and so on. The media focuses on one thing, something else gonna happen. Now in the US, everyone's about like Roe versus Wade, which is of course a terrible decision. Um, something else gonna, gonna come up now the media is all the focus on Roe versus Wade you you can bet your everything that other decisions are now like happening behind the curtain and the media just doesn't pick it up that much because everybody is outraged because of that I'm, I don't know what it is because not, not, not from the US but there are gonna be some laws rules decisions being made right now behind closed doors that they don't want the media to pick up and that's why Roe versus Wade was overturned now. I'm a thousand percent sure of that because that's how it works. And that's how it works in every country in the world. Distract the media, the, the public with one thing, something outrageous, something awesome, but distract them. That gets all the media coverage. And then while the media looks this way and the people look that way, you do something that way. Uh, bet your house, that's what's happening. <coughs> Made... <coughs> Pardon me. Maybe next week, when in the next podcast episode, we're going to talk about what, what actually happened because I'm sure um, it will come out eventually, but then it's going to be too late, for example. So uh, that's that's going to happen for sure. For sure. Okay. 
we had cat life check we have thailand check we have the media focusing on one thing um distraction like the vt in thailand for example um yeah check check double check we had row versus weight also check so we talked about all those things last thing i'm going to talk about no two more things i forgot to write it down um also so not to not forget the academic corner again um, <laughs> oh god this week um is the deadline for the yearly work evaluation so i have to evaluate my work based on like some documents that we're getting like what are you doing in, in, in the class and research and whatnot and yeah i mean whatever yeah i have to do it but we have to uh, print everything out and hand it in by hand and like right now we don't have to be in the office because there are no classes or anything but we have to go to the office which is like an hour commute uh, and print out everything like the documents to form the documents even if you, if you publish like an article online for example right in, in an online journal you have to print it out <laughs> and then hand it in by hand which is just it just feels like we're like we're, we're moving back in time <sighs> paperless office 2022 print everything out hand it in um but besides that nothing to complain about of course um i'm about to hand in uh, an application for another grant so um for research if that gets accepted i'm going to talk about this on here because then i'm going to be excited so fingers crossed people uh, i hate i hate writing proposals and things like this too um other than that, what else? Oh, yeah, I'm still getting messages from students who are not happy with their grades. My favorite was like, <laughs> my favorite was, uh, what, what, what did the student say? I'm mad about my grade. <laughs> so you should have been mad about your efforts before, maybe. Not just be mad about your grade. My friends all got A. Why didn't I get an A? <laughs> maybe because you didn't, because your work wasn't good. Seriously, I never, never in my life did I bother one of my professors when I didn't get an A or, or a B or whatever. When I didn't, like, I, ne I never, I never mailed my professor like, professor, why didn't I get an A or a B plus? I feel it's my favorite. I feel like I should have gotten a better grade. <laughs> what? Like if I didn't get the grade that I wanted. I would look at myself like, why didn't I get it? There must be a reason for it. Like, what did I do wrong? How can I be better? But maybe it's just me now being old. Um, this doesn't seem to be something that the younger generation is still doing or is able to do. Um, that doesn't mean that I hate on everybody. Like, 85% of, of students are awesome, are cool, and we're happy, and all, all those things. Just a few of those outliers that, that, that always complain. Um, it's just weird to me because I, I never complain to any of my professors. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare to complain to my professor. Like, what? Um, yeah. And if 
I think once once I asked my professor to see my to see my um final exam and you made an appointment and you go to the office and then you look at it to see like oh I really effed up here. Um but none of the students here is actually doing it. They're just complaining but then if you tell them like well you can look at your final exams, you can look at whatever, just make an appointment, come to my office and then we look at it. No one's no one ever does that because that's apparently too much to ask. Okay, but enough of the of the of the old person complaining about those things. Um, let's also talk about something positive. The last thing um, is that in August my sister gonna come here in August, so which means I have to plan a few trips and things like this. Um, I haven't done this in a while, so that's gonna be fun, and I'm gonna talk about this in, in our also in the next podcast or the the, the next after that uh, Thailand trips with me. Um, to see where can we go, what shall we do, um, how to avo avoid the big tourist groups maybe, and how to still make it a memorial trip. So that's going to be part of the next podcast. That's it for this week. It's been almost an hour now again already. So um, as always, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, I don't know, Letting me rant here. Um, if you enjoy our rants or weekly editions here, um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe this podcast, rate the podcast wherever you listen to it on Apple, on Google, whatever. That really helps so more people can find it and then we can have bigger, broader, and hopefully better discussions. Until then, as always, stay safe, take care, and We'll see and talk to each other soon. Saudi Cup.